0: Hey there, I'm Matt.
1: I'm Jesse. And I'm Ivana. And we're a full-time RV family. A couple years ago, we sold everything and moved our family of three into an RV.
0: And that's been one of the best decisions we've ever made. However, it did come with a very steep learning curve.
1: So we're here to share our stories, tips, and tricks for living life on
0: the road. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the black tank.
1: Daddy.
0: This is Recreational Recreational variables. Variables. Why it's a happy road that I'm traveling on. I just can't help myself. You got me singing out a happy song since your sun came shining. I know it won't be long until your happy road is taking me home. There's a car coming.
1: Well, there's going to be cars going, coming and going.
0: We we are in an RV park.
1: Yes. Cars coming and going.
0: There's other people here besides us. Yeah. We're not that special.
1: Nope. Not yet. Mm-mm.
0: Okay. I'm going to spin the wheel.
1: Okay. Spin that.
0: Big money. Big money. No whammies. No whammies. Ah, our must-haves.
1: All right. Our top 10 must-haves. Not just
0: top 9, not just top 11, because that's too much, but our top 10 top must-haves. Top 10.
1: Yeah. As of, you know, right now, this is after a little over two years of RVing, the things that we don't regret purchasing
0: at all. And we do have some regrets.
1: Yeah. Of, of other things that other we've things. Right. that we purchased. You know, there's things that you purchase you think you need. And then you don't need it as much as you thought, or it doesn't work out the way you thought. but these are these are some of these these things that we got for the RV and that uh, they make our life easier. They make it more comfortable. They come in handy. All those things.
0: they do. And, and we that appreciate. We them. would
1: definitely definitely purchase again. If we had to do it all over again. And
0: some of them we have purchased again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Some of them are things that you purchase over and over again. But
0: you know. Some things are not resilient. And they don't like like they're things. And things break.
1: Well yeah, things break, but I'm I'm wondering what ones you're talking about.
0: I'm talking um, about it could be like number eight or maybe number twenty two. But we don't have a number twenty two. We don't have a number twenty. All right, let's get started. We're gonna start very basic here. Yeah. Um spare fuses. Spare fuses.
1: Yeah. Spare <laughs> spare fuses. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I'm not quite understanding why I get laughed at all the time. <laughs>
1: it was a spare f- fuses. Well, you know Sorry.
0: I stutter so, from time to time. So spare fuses, they pop. Yeah. They will pop in your RV. They will pop in your truck. They will pop anywhere.
1: In your friend's RV. Friend's truck. Um, and the thing is, a lot of times if you're having an electrical issue, the first thing and most simple thing you can do is go check your fuses. Um, a lot of times, it it's a fuse. Um, we had a few fuses that we had... A few fuses. few fuses. That we had to... Uh, swap out uh both in the rv and the truck that we were in but you can just buy like a multi-pack of them they're they're cheap they're easy to have on hand but that way you've got them instead of having to run out and get yeah, them. i mean
0: they, they got the 30 amp 20 amp 15 amp 10 amp yeah and then the blocks and yeah all yeah. those other fun things
1: yeah so you know you don't and just make sure that you're replacing the same amperage fuse out or else you'll You'll get into some trouble there.
0: Listen to you talk all geeky.
1: That's uh, about as much as I know.
0: Well, that works for me. <laughs> works for me. So,
1: yeah, I mean, that one, there's not much more to say about that. So, we can move on to the next one, which would be the lynx levelers.
0: Lynx? What is lynx? I thought that was yeah. a funny looking animal.
1: No, those are, uh, well, these are funny looking. They're, okay. they're little orange squares, kind of look like orange, bright orange waffles. And you can stack them up. And they come in a really nice little carrying case. Uh, I think we get a pack of 10 of them. And we use those because in our fifth wheel, we do not have auto leveling. So we use those to help level our trailer in different places. And um, out of we've tried other leveling assistance and different things. But the Lynx levelers have always worked for us. They've always been our go-to. Um, some of the other things we've tried just haven't quite worked as well or been as simple to use.
0: The way you you do this is you you pull into your spot and you would take out a leveler and level your RV and just kind of factor in, okay, if I'm a little bit slanted on this side, then I know- um, Yeah, left then, to right. Yeah, yeah, specifically. Le- left to right. Um, then you're going to take these links levelers. They're about, what, inch and a half thick or so? Yeah, maybe. And, and uh, you'll stack up a couple of them. Yes, it is kind of trial and error and you you'll stack them up almost make a pyramid if, yeah. if you need to in some cases sometimes you only need one sometimes you need two or three yeah um but then you'll you, you just know roll a, over
1: yeah create a bigger pyramid
0: and uh, roll you know in our case one of our tires over them um we we are triple axle um so we'll we'll roll one of our tires over them and that seems to do the trick just to give us uh, yeah. a more level uh, level area yeah
1: and it definitely you know it requires a team effort I'll be out there with the walkie talkie I'll set up a couple of levelers however much I think we need um, based on what our our level looked like and then I'll, I'll signal for Matt to pull up over that and check the level again real quick if it's good we're done if not I'll have him back up I'll rebuild um, and have them pull up again. And so it's, it's a little bit of trial and error, but it really, it's it has been the simplest, most accurate way for us to get level fairly quickly.
0: And, you know, once you use the links levelers, after a couple times, you start knowing about how many you're going to need to, to stack yeah. up to, to get your rig level. And so it actually is a breeze after that. Lynx levelers, number two, yeah. we love those and we believe those are a Uh, must-have. Another one on the must-have list um, for us is an adjustable water pressure regulator. And what is that, Jess?
1: Well, um, first of all, you want a water pressure regulator for your RV, uh, adjustable or not. You want to make sure you have something to regulate the pressure coming in because the pipes in an RV, the plumbing in an RV is a bit more fickle than that in a home. And you don't know what kind of water pressure is going to be coming out at any particular place you're hooked up. And uh, just because the water pressure is fine when you hook up at one point, there may be a time where maybe there's an outage in the water and they're doing repairs or something at the RV park you're at. They'll turn it back on and the pressure will just surge through. And if you don't have a pressure regulator to control the PSI of the water that's coming in, you could burst some of your pipes in your rig, and that's a big headache. And the reason we like an adjustable one is because sometimes the with the regular ones that you get, it took too much water pressure away, so things like showers and even just doing dishes were uncomfortable and
0: The things I I like about the adjustable ones is that it does come with a gauge to tell you what exactly your water pressure is at. Uh Um, So, you know, if you're in a danger zone or not, you just take a little tiny screwdriver and adjust this little screw and it adds more or... um, um, T- takes yeah. away from, yeah. from the pressure. And so a adjustable water pressure regulator yeah. is wonderful. And we've even given some out as gifts as yes.
1: well. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Because
0: we're nice people, nice yeah. neighbors. Kind of like I learned a lot from our, let's be neighborly, um, yeah. you know, episode that, that yeah. we did.
1: So on that water note, why don't you talk about our next
0: must-have? That would be a zero-G hose. And the reason why I like this thing, it's different than your typical hose. And that's the thing too, when you hook up to the sewer water, um, I, well, it sounds like, I, I didn't city, mean sewer city water. water. I'm going to say city water.
1: Yeah. Cause you don't hook up to, you don't want no, to hook
0: up to sewer water. <laughs> no, you, you've got your connections all messed up if you are hooked up to your yeah. sewer water. Yeah. So the city water, which some cities are sewers in themselves. Oh, you know. However, when you hook up to, to the the water faucet or the spigot here at the RV parks. Um, You want to make sure you do have a hose that is
1: drinking water safe.
0: Yeah, because some of the rubber hoses have different chemicals and stuff like that. And the makeup uh, hoses that are used for your garden is going to be a little bit different than, you know, the the safe water or uh, drinking water. So that's why zero G hose is great, because uh, you can drink from it. Just like when I was a kid, I would drink from the hose. But anyway, it's, it's safe for drinking. Um, but also you can like roll it up. You can fold it up. You can do all these other things with it and it's not going to kink. It's not going to bunch up. It's not going to get knots. It's actually one of those really cool hoses that, um, it does expand, not like lengthwise, but just yeah,
1: widthwise as the water goes through it expands. But yeah, it's very light because of that. It's very lightweight. It's very easy to maneuver, to pack up. We got a 50 foot one, but they also come in hundred feet, which, you know, that could work well.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. But I would say get at least a 50 foot, you know, depending on how the RV park was set up, your spigot might be in a weird place. And, you know, we've had times where we've had to run, run the hose underneath the other way or, you know, mm-hmm. just different things like that. But yeah, the, that's been a great purchase. We've had it for the full two years um, that we've been RVing and it's, it still looks, looks and operates like new.
0: It sure does. Yep. Yeah.
1: Moving on, uh, also sort of water-related, but um, when you are dealing with, hey, sewer water, actual sewer water,
0: sewer water. in your
1: black tank, yes, um, if you don't treat your black tank with something while it sits there... Um, You're gonna end up with some smells coming up into your RV that are less than pleasant. And so they make treatments for your black tank First of all, it helps with the smell But it also helps to make sure there are no clogs when you go to empty your black tank breaks down the solids. It breaks down the solids That's what I'm looking for. So we've tried a few different ones uh, For our black tank. We tried the tabs a couple different brands weren't super happy with them especially as when we started, we were in 110 to 115 degree weather. So as you can imagine, that black tank um, could get really bad.
0: Especially so, after a Taco Tuesday.
1: Yeah, especially. So um, we had to ban Taco Tuesdays for a while until we got Happy Camper Powder. <laughs> that sounded so much like a commercial. That was bad. It was bad. So the Happy Camper Powder has by far been for us the the best stuff. And I know there's probably other stuff out there that works just as well, but this has been uh what's worked it's really simple to use. It lasts an insanely long time. Um I think we spent like forty five dollars for a, a pretty good sized tub of it and that'll last us almost a year if we're doing about one scoop per treatment. And um, by
0: treatment so when we dump our black tank is when we will yeah, so do the we, treatment.
1: Yeah, we dump our black tank. Once that's empty, we close the tank back up. We add about three or four gallons of fresh water into the tank, and one of those gallons is mixed with the Happy Camper powder so that it goes in there, the tank is pre-treated for the next round.
0: And just for a small tip, what is the purpose of adding water to an empty black tank?
1: Oh, well that would be so you don't get what's called a poop pyramid. Oh, okay. Um, So you want liquid in your black tank is good. Uh, you don't ever want it to be too dry, so um, it keeps you. You want to keep everything as liquid as possible. Just you know, and if you don't have terms.
0: that liquid, it really could turn into a literal ten thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if it would be ten thousand dollars, but it's going to cost you. It's going
0: to cost a lot. Some
1: money to, yep. or at least just a real pain to break it up. But you know, there's. Lots of horror stories about that, but you that know we'll, we'll have a, We'll have an episode about the black tank for those of you with a strong stomach
0: and a great sense of humor. Yeah.
1: And speaking of <laughs> our next wow. must-have,
0: I kind of like how this is fading into one. It is. We didn't. Another. We
1: didn't really plan it quite this. No, well,
0: because but. we spin the wheel and then we just go. Yeah, and it's great. So the the next thing is a porcelain bowl toilet. And, and, and you might be saying, gee, Matt, you're saying that a little bit backwards. No, what I mean is you want to make sure your toilet has a porcelain bowl. The reason being more cost affordable uh, toilets, RV toilets will be plastic base, like a plastic stand with a plastic bowl on top. Here's my problem with that. I am a good looking about 230 pounds and me in plastic don't get along um when you when you're sitting on a plastic toilet bowl it there's too much give and it's very concerning that the thing is just <laughs> going to wobble right off or tip over or crack or shake and it, shake just, and it twist. creaks
1: it may like that's not a place you want to feel insecure
0: right and honestly it was more worth my while to drive a half hour to home depot um <laughs> If I needed to use a real toilet, so it no, I'm yeah. I, I'm serious. He's I mean, serious. it's, it's yeah. funny, but I am very serious yeah. about that. So the porcelain
1: um, bowl was like night and day difference, but they can be two to three times the cost. Uh, we love the toilet that we got. We definitely spent a pretty penny on it. I think it was around three hundred dollars, um, but it's it's got the porcelain bowl very sturdy it's normal size so you don't it's you don't have to like squat down any further than is comfortable and we also got one we chose to get one that has little water spigots that go around the entire bowl so it's almost self-cleaning it really is it
0: really helps it
1: helps a lot because there's other toilets where the the water sprayer is kind of in the back so it doesn't the water doesn't make it around the whole bowl so yeah i love that. yeah so let's we can move on from that crappy yeah. Topic.
0: Yeah. Speaking of water.
1: But let's, let's let's talk about purifying our water.
0: So not hooking up to the uh sewer Not water. hooking up to okay. the sewer. So, so it, let's just say you do hook up to the sewer water, you need something to clean that out.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I would trust that. That's but,
0: true. That's true. All right, yeah. our, our next but one Jesse.
1: Drinking water. I am somebody who has a complete I don't I wouldn't say a complete meltdown. I have a strong pet peeve against half drink water bottles being left all over the place. I feel like you waste so much water. I hate the crinkling sound of the plastic. Mm. I just, I hate water bottles for so many reasons. <laughs> um, and so for us, it was very important to have um, a water purifying system of some, some sort um, because yes, we use a filter um on the outside of the rig for the goes through the hose before it goes into the rig. But I don't feel like those filters do a great job for drinking water. I just, I'm very, very particular about my drinking water. I have a very sensitive nose. I can literally smell chlorine and things like that in city water. And I can't, I just can't drink it. If I can smell that there were different options we could look at reverse osmosis systems. Those get pretty spendy. Um, and then there's just the kind of like on-the-counter water filtration systems. We ended up going with an Alexa Pure. It's a competitor to the Berkey. A lot of people swear by the Berkeys. Uh, One of the reasons in particular that we went with the Alexa Pure is because for a similarly priced filter, I felt like the Alexa Pure filters did more, and they had better testing on their filters um, to get to get out heavy metals, pharmaceuticals, fluoride, things like that. Whereas with the Berkey, if you wanted to get out, say, fluoride, you needed to buy a second filter on top of the already expensive main filter. The one that we got, I think, is like a two-gallon or two-and-a-half-gallon mm-hmm. Um you can fit up to four filters in it at a time. So the more filters you put in, the faster the water will filter through. They say each filter lasts about 5,000 gallons. So they say about two and a half to three years for an average family of four. Um, that does depend on the quality of water that you're putting through it. So if it's like really dirty water, really murky water, really hard water, your filters might not last as long. Um, so they say once they, once you see like a really abrupt slowing in how your water filters then that's about time to change them so we currently have three in there at a time if you're going to be gone and not using the filters for for like more than a few days you really should take them out put you put them in we put them in a ziploc bag full of water to keep them moist Sorry if you hate that word. Um, and and uh, put them in the fridge so that they stay fresh. But they, they, have to, they have to have moisture on them. If they dry out, they kind of break down. And so we had a thing where we were visiting family. We got sick. We were gone longer than we thought we would be. And we're fairly certain that the filters we had had dried out. Um, so we just added a third filter. And the slowage of the first two kind of got offset by the new filter. So we're just kind of seeing how that lasts. But um, so far it's been good. Like I, I can't smell or taste the chlorine. Um, It doesn't remove the hardness from the water. You need like a reverse osmosis system to do that kind of thing. But for us, the Alexa pure has been, I think worthwhile and we're not having to buy new filters all the time. You just have to take them out and scrub them every, every week or so. Um, but you know, it's worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're looking into a countertop water filtration system, uh, definitely do the research, see what's going to work best for your family. Cause there are a lot of great brands out there. Yeah, We just happen to go with Alexa, Alexa Pier for, for those reasons. Um, and along those lines too, is we will filter water. From the Lexapir.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is your favorite item.
0: I love up. this thing. And I was right. Number eight is um, is oh, the okay. one we, we actually replaced. But we will filter water from the Lexapure and then we will take that water and we will make ice out of it from our countertop ice maker. Mm-hmm. And I know we're talking about a lot of countertop things. However, we do have a model um, of our RV. That does have quite a bit of counter space for us. and so Yeah, we're pretty we, lucky. We do have some countertop um, uh, appliances. The ice maker is one of them. We like ice. Um, yes, we do have an occasional adult beverage. Um, but even and, just
1: in the summer, having no, no, ice, right. our daughter's obsessed with ice.
0: But with it being wintertime and, and, and stuff like that, it's like, well, why would you have ice? I prefer iced coffee. Uh, most of the time I, I will drink iced coffee. But... Um, but yeah, I mean we we do like our ice. There's no room in our freezer for an ice machine Well, our freezer doesn't have an ice machine right and we can't store big bags of ice in there We could go and get a bag of ice somewhere and then put it in a cooler
1: which we have done
0: We've done that before but but it melts and then so you're, yeah. you're wasting a lot more money So these uh, the countertop ice maker that that we have costs like a hundred bucks um and we had one one year, and again, it was a hundred and like twenty degrees right. for a long period of time. It was really hot,
1: and so, we stayed in a place that had super hard water.
0: Yes, that was taking a toll on that machine. Yeah. So when I say we've had to replace one of these things, we did have to replace our countertop ice maker At- only once
1: after about a year.
0: Um, and that that's fine. We're willing to pay a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, to to replace it, as long as we have.
1: Yeah, because we end up, we figure we end up spending more in buying ice, letting it melt, buying more ice, running out of ice. You know, so the the countertop ice maker for us is a worthy investment. Um, and also regarding the space and the counter space, you know, we have seen people. Um, if your rig has like an outdoor kitchen, we've seen people that just they just plug their countertop ice maker in and keep it in the outdoor kitchen, so then it's not taking up indoor countertop space. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good, so, good add-on to that.
1: So moving on to number nine. Let's go
0: outside. You
1: can talk more about this than I can, but it oh, would really? be the Eternabond tape.
0: Eternabond tape. Now, th- th- this, this sounds funny, but there is um, this tape that you can buy that is like a putty glue tape. Type of thing, and the turnabon tape that yeah, I have used it for our roof. If I've noticed little tears or holes, or if I've, when we drilled in the solar panels, or even replaced some of the vents on top of the roof, um, I would lay a strip of turnabon tape over those screws or over those holes or over those tears. And then on top of that, I would put the leveling.
1: Sealant. Th- the ins- self-leveling sealant. sealant. On,
0: on there, yeah. So the Eternabon tape is is going to act like a glue. Like you think duct tape is great. This Eternabon tape will stick and stick forever on there. Um, yeah.
1: Gives you that extra measure of protection.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's excellent to just have a roll of that. Hanging around um, in in your in your toolbox to patch up anything on on the roof that that you may need. Um, yeah, because you know, and- you, your
1: roof is really like having a good roof is like insurance for your whole RV because mm-hmm. you get leaks coming in. It can create a host of expensive problems and just a big headache. So you want to take care of your roof for sure.
0: The last. And not least, that I believe is the Swiss Army knife of tools to have, whether you're in an RV or not, but especially when you're in an RV, is a Dremel.
1: And what's a Dremel for a non-tool person like me?
0: Have you been to the dentist?
1: Yeah. You know that
0: how the dentist has that little, you know, drill thing? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what a dremel is however it's got different attachments Uh that you can put on there so you could put a cutter on there you could put a sander on there and
1: it just spins really fast and it
0: spins super fast you can control the speed it is fantastic so i say it's for sanding cutting drilling um um, carving, uh, you could even use it as, as like a, a, a wood router thing mm-hmm. and, and, and carve different things. It's, it's, it's kind
1: of, I know, like, I know what it is now because we've used it so much.
0: Unfortunately, we we've had to use and it.
1: It now. was, we even, it got us out of a really, really sticky situation on the road. One time we have,
0: we were yeah. driving, I believe through you Utah, I Utah say or Idaho.
1: T- I, it was it was a very small town in one of those states.
0: We were on a two lane road, and I look at my side mirror, and I see about three feet of our side of our RV hanging onto oncoming traffic. Yeah,
1: so it's like the bottom on the RV. You know, if you look at it at a, the like a fifth wheel, like the bottom two or three feet is almost like a skirting. Like it's it's drilled aluminum
0: on. type it's, of yeah. It's thing. drilled
1: on separately. It's you know. <clears throat> Some kind of side paneling, but yeah, Yeah. ours was hanging off out into the road. Some screws had come out of it or something, and
0: The wind picked it it up. The wind picked it up, and it was... Folded it over.
1: Yeah, it was out in the road, so this was not good on a two-lane road. It was going to hit somebody, so...
0: so. Yeah, we, we were able to pull off on the side of the road, and I took my Dremel and on the side of the road, I was able to put a cutting attachment on. And I think I went through three different cutters or something like that. But I was able to cut off that part that was hanging off. I cut that off. And um, yeah,
1: because the problem was it was so bent. There was no there wasn't going to be any re re drilling it in at that point. And plus, we needed to do this fast. We needed to get off. There was hardly a shoulder on the road. This was it was an emergency situation. So cutting it off was the fastest safest thing to do. Yep.
0: That Dremel was huge tool. I've also used the Dremel to, um, help carve out, you know, screws that I needed to get out of the truck when I was doing some work on the truck or even, um, polish, you know, sand down little tiny parts of, of rough edges, uh, after I've cut some metal. Um, Um, so the, the Dremel is a huge Swiss army knife. If you took MacGyver and you made a Made, made a it, tool called MacGyver. That would be the Dremel. would be
1: the Dremel. Yeah. yeah, yeah it is, it's, it's very useful. And, it's it's and, incredible. Uh, you know, this, the story made me think of a bonus item.
0: Oh, bonus, um, bonus. Just real
1: quick, because the thing about being on the shoulder of the road on a road like this was very scary to have Matt out there cutting, you know, and of course it was on the side of the road that was closest to the road. Not, it wasn't on the other side. So, mm-hmm. um, all we had at the time were these dollar store orange cones from our daughter's toy box. And I pulled those out and put laid those down the road to try to warn oncoming traffic that, hey, there's somebody like down on the road there. That was really scary. So after that, we actually went and we bought some proper cones that have some weight to them. And we keep those cones with us. Um, so in case of any other emergency, you've broken down or whatever, it's good to put those cones out. So that's bonus bonus item.
0: That was number 11. That was a surprise one for all of you that stayed to the end.
1: That's your prize. Yeah. Cones. That's your
0: gift. (laughs) They're cones. They're cones. (laughs) All right. So we appreciate you guys listening.
1: Hope it didn't sound too much like an infomercial, but these are legitimate things that we used and found useful. Like we said, we bought them. We would buy them again. Some of the things we have bought again, hopefully helps people figure out some things that they might need for starting out
0: absolutely yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review let us know what kind of topics you want to hear about we would love to um cater our topics to who's listening have new episodes every friday
0: every friday yeah sounds good thank you guys we'll talk to you next time bye oh yes your happy road is taking me sunshine